What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jason Ackerman, back. And today, I want to talk a little bit about passion. If you saw the post that we put up on Best Hour of Their Day, the Instagram account at Best Hour of Their Day yesterday, true story. It's all about the class I was coaching on Monday night. So to give a little more context, here's the workout. Follow along. A little bit challenging. So it was a four-minute EMOM of 12 calories on the bike for men, 10 for women. Four minutes. Now, of course, we can argue about whether shorter people should be required to do less calories on the bike. But that's a topic for another day. So four-minute EMOM, 12 calories, 10 calories directly into a three-minute imam of 10 deadlifts. So that was seven minutes. Then you would repeat it four more minutes on the bike, three more minutes of deadlift. So at the end, you've done eight minutes of bike intervals and six minutes of deadlift intervals. Now, the person I'm referencing is James. I don't really know his age. If I had to put a number on it, I would say 52. I'd say 52 years old. And, you know, older guy, He's probably got about 20 pounds of weight that he needs to lose, but he holds it well. Solid, stocky dude. Looks like a former NFL running back that's been retired for like 20 years. But incredibly nice, genuine person. And I say this because every time he comes into the box, when Rocky's there, he always spends a few minutes petting Rocky. And you can tell a lot about a person by how they treat a dog. And James is a good person. He's really, really strong on the bike as well. You know, I, I joked earlier that depending on how tall you are, that should dictate how many calories you have to do. But, you know, it, it's no lie. The, the more you weigh, the bigger you are, the easier it is, the higher the wattage, the power, et cetera, the more the calories you're going to burn. So James makes it through the first four rounds. I wouldn't say easily, but he did better than I did. And then he was doing 185 on the deadlifts. So the, the deadlifts were kind of choose your own weight. The goal was to hit those 10 on the minute, ideally unbroken. I did 135. So consider that. So James, you know, does 185. He gets back to the bike for the second half of this workout, finishes the first round. And man, he, he didn't hit the wall. He smashed into that wall and he was hurt. He was a hurting unit, and the second round of the second half, he got his 12 calories, and I saw the look on his face. There was no part of him that wanted to hit 12 calories again on that third, and certainly not on the fourth minute. So the third minute comes around, and I, I you know, saddle up next to him, of course. I give him a six-feet social distance, and I said, James, you can make this. You can definitely make this. And he gave me one of those looks like, I hear you. I don't know that I agree with you. But he, he barely got the 12 in that minute. And then the fourth minute came along. And I think had I not been there, he wouldn't even have tried. He would have literally gotten off the bike. You guys know the deal. When you're doing intervals on the bike, whoo, that heart rate just spikes. You got lactic acid just pumping through your veins, your body. Everything's on fire. And I said to James, you're going to do this. You can make it. And, of course, I'm saying that, you know, I'm – pushing somebody, but I, I truly want them to do well. And he he gave it his all and he took that entire last minute to get 12, which was a, a, a success, but B, now we had to start those deadlifts. And I said, dude, you got to start picking up the bar. You got to let 
your breathing recover. You got to get your body to recover while you're moving. And that's something everybody needs to get better at, right? The best of the best actually can recover when they're switching that movement pattern. So we're going from this leg drive and, and push pull of the upper body to a more posterior chain driven movement in the deadlift where you can really focus on that breathing. And, and he, you know, he did maybe three or four drop the bars. Like, come on, we got to get the next you know few reps done. And he finished it. Then he had two more rounds to go. He finished that second round and then the third round. I said, you got one minute to get these. He did it and he collapsed on the ground. And, and it was in that moment that I talk about in the post where I really, you know, felt like something special had happened, you know, not for me, not for the class, but for James. It was, I think we've all been there. You finish a workout that's challenging, a workout that maybe you didn't want to do, and you feel good in that moment. But then sometimes maybe it's, you know, later that night when you're taking a shower or maybe you're talking to your wife or husband about the workout and telling them about how challenging it was. Or maybe it's when you're laying in bed, it's that sense and feeling of accomplishment. And that's what I was referring to in that post. As coaches, our passion has to be there. Yes, our passion has to be in helping others improve their movement patterns, keeping them safe, pushing them just a little bit outside of their comfort zone. A quote that I remember from my level two and Coach Glassman was, you can only care a little bit more about your athletes than they care themselves. Because the, if that gap gets too big, you're going to frustrate your athlete. So you have to be able to read your athlete. Hey, I can push James to get that 12 versus, you know, maybe I need to just kick it back and tell him to hit 10 or, or you know, allow him to skip around, et cetera. You need to be able to read your athletes. And that's that's really the art of coaching. That comes with coaching, you know, years and decades. But really the passion has to be in that desire to want people to feel better about themselves and to drive them to be the best version of themselves. Because I know James went home that night and felt really proud of himself. You know, in the moment, he was proud of himself. In the moment, I know he felt good satisfaction, you know, like he accomplished a great big task ahead of him. But I think there's something different when you get home and you really feel that sense of, of pride. And, and that's what I really strive for when I'm coaching. You know, I want people to feel better. I want them to get stronger, get fitter, you know, develop a sense of positive self, you know, fulfillment and, and, a, and a better self-image. I want all of that, but I want them to go home later that day and just really be proud of what they've accomplished. And, and that's what I'm talking about in the title of this episode, you know, passion for helping others, passion for providing service, passion for helping other people become the best versions of themselves. And that's what coaching is all about. So my challenge for you, if you're listening to this on Wednesday when it comes out or any other day, is to really think about that, whether you're running a class or you're taking a class, I want you to think about as an athlete, can you push yourself harder so you really feel joy and happiness at the end of the day? And, and really just digging into that leaning into that as coaches, because that's what our job is all about. You know, I said it before, you know, CrossFit's free. You know, for a thousand dollars, you can have a barbell, some bumper plates, even a decent rogue squat stand in your garage. And, and that's all you'll ever need to spend. But if you're going to spend or charge 150, 180, $200 a month, you have to provide more to those athletes, more to those members. And that's what I'm talking about. You have to provide that sense of accomplishment and that idea that you're here 
to be a better version of yourself. So with that being said, that's my challenge for all of you. And, you know, this week I've given you a couple short hitters and just me ranting. I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. My handle is the Jason Ackerman. And let me know what you're thinking of these episodes. I really would appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Best hour of their day.